December 29, 2023. I am Atrial Pearl, and it's time to get in the weeds. I'm not going to make the for the last time this year. But no, this is our last show for 2023, and it's also the last show for the week. So this is always a good one. Jeremy Lambert's with me this morning, as always. How's he feeling, Jeremy Lambert? I, it's the end of the world as we know it, Joel, and I feel fine. Yeah, I like that you used an REM reference or Great Big C for those of you who are the Canadians who like the uh, the, the cover version they, where they sing it like 1.5 times faster. And it's very impressive. If you haven't listened to it, just search Great Big C. It's the end of the world as we know. It's very quick. It's very good stuff. There you go. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm hip to the musical languages of, of people, Joel. No, you're not. And that's okay. But wow, <laughs> it's good to see everyone this morning. Uh, as we head into New York, we head into uh, AW World's End. That's really primarily what we're going to be talking about today because that's the only first run content that's happening right now. So that's always fun. Uh, yeah, WWE got a week off. What, what the, who the hell? Week off? What is this garbage? Yeah. Why did I, I can't get a day off? They get a whole week off? This is nonsense. God forbid. That's the word. Don't, don't ever take a day off. It's bad for you. Uh, I didn't. I was I was writing articles on Christmas, Joel, Christmas Eve as well. I was doing more work on Christmas Eve than most people do in the, their actual work day. It's a valid point, actually. <laughs> I can I can absolutely agree <laughs> to that statement. Um, I, I don't want to I don't want to bring it down, but I do want to uh, make note. Uh, we lost Kurt Chapman, also known as Mad Kurt. 26 years old man we found out this morning through uh through the wrestling community um i'm not going to be honest i'm sorry i am going to be honest i didn't spend a ton of time watching kurt's matches but i was very much aware of kurt as a wrestler and i was aware of him as as an online twitter troll that popped a lot of us jeremy and i were kind of saying off the air that like we didn't really realize at first that he was a wrestler but here he is and uh unfortunately yeah to to lose to, to lose out so young, it really sucks. But uh, yeah, we send our love to to Kurt's family and, and to those who were friends with him and affected by this. Uh, yeah, it sucks, man. We'll miss you, Kurt. I always thought he was just a troll and not an actual wrestler. Because um, he would always troll people with the... Uh, the uh, the sometimes a, like a D's nuts comments or like your big baby comments and, and things like that. And I was just like, oh, this dude's just like an online troll. But then I think like it was the Osprey match that like caught my attention. And when he actually wrestled Osprey, I was like, oh, he's and I, I'd seen him pop up in like results as well. But I thought I still thought, just thought it was like kind of troll stuff. Um, but yeah, the Osprey match was the one that like really enlightened me to the fact that oh, he's like a wrestler, not just an online troll. He does his gimmick very well, uh, trolling himself into, into matches. But yeah, 26, man, that's... I didn't realize he was that young. Like, I knew he wasn't old or anything, but, like, he that means he was wrestling, like, Osprey and stuff in, like, 24, 23. Like, he was super, super young. Wait, 26 is way too young. Um, So... RP Mad Kurt um and in condolences to family friends fans it's a it's a tough time to it's never never easy to lose anybody but around holidays and everything especially it I feel like it makes it that much harder so I hope uh hope his family is is doing well my, all my love to them 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not, not much more I can add. I do. I, I will say this. You talk about the Twitter troll stuff. One of my favorite bits from him was whenever he would do his bit and then get blocked by the person, he would do the certificate where he yeah. gotten to buy Mad Kurt. I yeah. thought that was just hilarious. It was the silliest, <laughs> dumbest shit, but he was always good for a laugh. And I, I will always appreciate that about Mad Kurt's. He he had a different way of, of going about things and getting matches and like it kind of worked because again I thought I just thought he was a troll and then he he turned that into a, a wrestling career or of the other way around he had a wrestling career and turned into to trolling to get matches but uh, his feud with Cardona I re- I know he faced Cardona it's right as well yeah him and Cardona had a very online feud because Cardona is always online as well so uh yeah that was um that was. That also stood out to me, but he he knew how to use the internet to kind of get himself over, which is is good in the current world we live in. So I I give him a lot of credit for kind of, I don't say innovation, but for using the tools in this modern day to to get himself and to get himself some high profile matches, honestly. Yeah, exactly. He did. He, he he did well for himself. It just it sucks to lose someone. We say it once, said a million times. Twenty six, way too young. Um, and yeah, in the, in the British independence, it's we always laugh because they start at like thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. So they are young. And, and unfortunately, when when this happens, you, it, it's always going to be too young because you know in North America, traditionally you start at eighteen. That's when most training schools will let you in billy starks and you're lying about your age right but other than that if you're in the uk it's kind of like oh you could start when you're eight (laughs) it's good enough for me but anyway it is sad it it sucks to see uh especially so young and then just at the the end of the year no less it's just yeah it's the holidays and nothing else i can really add to this so we send our love to everyone who's who's affected by uh, the passing of matt kurt curtis chapman um not much I can do to segue here. We have a bunch of wrestling to talk about, as we always do. I mentioned AEW World's End is coming up this Saturday. Jeremy has something to say. I'm going to segue into something way more lighthearted. Go ahead. Did you see The Rock tried in and out Burger for the first time? No. Was this this morning? Yeah. That's probably why I have. I've been... No, it was actually... It was, he actually posted on Instagram six days ago. So, you know, it was the holidays. Yeah. It's a bit... So if you read the article, everyone go to Fightful.com. He he posts six days ago, going to In-N-Out Burger. Here's his exact message. This is the most hilarious thing. This is super lighthearted now. So he he posts, uh, my first ever In-N-Out Burger experience. Rolled up in my pickup. Look at the rock. He's a rapper. Uh, tried to be cool AF with my order. I didn't know the lingo. Didn't know how to pay, where to pay. Didn't know shit. I'm a quick study. Uh, we're past five minutes. Cool. Uh, yeah, the rock can pay for that. Fine. Um, but I'm quick study. Loved everybody's vibe and their holy shit. It's the rock energy. Love the grub. And I love how everyone in the drive through looked at me like I got three heads when I gave them a tip. Thank you in and out for being awesome. I'll see you down the road. This was six days ago. Joel Pearl. Hold okay? on. Hold on. Did the rock like, I love this. Uh, everyone looked at me sideways when I like I had three heads when I gave him a tip because he probably tried to tip him the pickup that he showed up in because that's just what the rock does. His tip <laughs> is usually like some lavish extravagant thing for the bits. He tried to, he tried to um, pay for somebody else's food as well. And yeah, he, he told the, he told them like he keep the change and everything in August, 2022, the rock Instagrammed 
a cheat meal Sunday for the history books. My first time ever eating in and out a solid start with a bite of good fries. And we know the shitty fries can ruin the whole experience. Paired the main course with Terramana because, of course, he's drinking Terramana. Of course. Um, and he says, this cheeseburger connoisseur will now add In-N-Out to the list. In that video, he says, this is my first time trying In-N-Out. I've been to the drive-thru before to pick it up for friends, but I've never tried it. He would right? get into the bag and try a bite of this friend's sandwiches before putting them back to bring them to said friends. In February 2017... I've never been to in and out before. I know I'm an asshole, but when my lovely ladies, uh, I guess is Lauren and, and Simone, uh, wanted late night grub, I happily obliged and pulled to the drive through. He is claiming that six days ago was his first time at in and out. And in February 7, 2017, he claimed it was his first time at in and out. This is either the greatest bit ever, and I give him so much credit for doing this, or the man's just, he's lost it. He, the, the memory is not there for the great one anymore. Much like John Cena versus The Rock, The Rock and in and out only happens once in a lifetime. Jeremy Lambert, thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was dying when i saw this article first pop up that he tried it for the first time he hasn't tried this for the first time i feel like i wrote the article in 2022 of him trying it for the first time now you're gonna have to do it again when <laughs> inevitably post this in like six months trying it out for the first time the rock does this so well i know i've written articles of him of like his mount rushmore it always changes so like it's it's always it's always like three different people. Um, so I know I've written that bit before where the rock, like every year will change his Mount Rushmore of people. And it, it, just depending on how he's feeling that year, it, it's going to be like Hogan flair, Austin. And then the fourth one will like always change. And I know I've done that article before because the Mount Rushmore question is like the easiest wrestling question in the world what's your dream match what's your mount rushmore so like the rock will get asked that and then it always change or he'll just tweet it like he'll legitimately just like tweets like ah here's my mount rushmore and it always changes it's hilarious bless the rock man bless my my mount rushmore is thumbs up on the video leave subscribe to the channel get us to fifteen thousand. get the get those fireworks going let's go where are you going fireworks let's go come on slow start on the fireworks today this is a very tough. There you go. You got to pull back. That's how you get the fireworks. So you can see a thumbs up on the video and, and subscribe to the channel. Get us to 15,000. You ding the bell, get the notifications that we're going live. Cause we do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday uh, at 10 AM Eastern. That's when we go live. And then we drop content all the time. So bell for notifications and drop a super chat. Any amount, get your question statement right on the air. Uh, so you can do that. And of course that supports the channel and it helps us keep on track when we go way off track about Mount Rushmore's. And that's what I got. It changes every year for The Rock. So I was right. It is Austin, Flair, Hogan. Those three, always the same. And then the fourth one, he just, he'll name like five people for that fourth spot. It was Gorgeous George and Bruno San Martino in 2019. In 2020, it was Buddy Rogers, Bruno, Randy Savage, and Dusty Rhodes. In 2021, it was Undertaker, Pat Patterson, and Jackie Fargo. Like, 
it, it, he just names so many people. Bless them. Bless the rock. An incredible, incredible human being. When did Pat pass away? Uh, I don't remember. He died. Okay. 20 end of 2020. So that one makes a little more sense. That was him kind of paying tribute to Pat. And I know he and Pat worked very closely together when, when the rock was in WWE, but, uh, that one I, that that just popped out at me. It was like, oh, Pat Patterson, twenty twenty one. I'm like, didn't Pat pass away just before the Royal Rumble that year? And they made a whole big deal about the Rumble and how different it might be with Pat not there. Eh, okay, but whatever. Rock will change it on a dime. That's just what he does. Good for him. The Rock also like he likes to put himself on Mount Rushmore, but he puts himself in like various spots. So like one year he was on the side with Hurricane Helms because of course, of course, and then. 2000 the next year 2020 he was just on the back of the mountain and then in 2021 he was still on the back but dusty Rhodes was also back there so there's apparently four people or like eight people depending on how rock's feeling on the front and then on the back it's him and dusty Rhodes. so i guess dusty Rhodes, who was once in the front is now just in the back as well the rocks the rocks mount rushmore is crazy man absolutely crazy. get this ai art draw the rocks mount rushmore Someone's going to do that from now on. Someone's just going to, you know what? You know, don't even do the AR. If you are an artist, go ahead, find all of the rocks iterations of Mount Rushmore and draw them and then tweet at the rock and tell him to come and join us on the show to talk about it. I think that should be the, that's, that's the play. We'll talk about in and out. We'll talk about Mount Rushmore. We'll talk about being on the side of the mountain, the back of the mountain, the front of the mountain and on the bottom of the mountain. And then we'll talk about what his favorite uh, tequila is. Because he's got. Well, we know sp- what his favorite tequila. Gotta, is. Gotta get a, tequila. Yeah, we're just trying to get a sponsorship gig in. So yeah, it's just. Do you drink tequila, Joel? No, I was never a big tequila guy. To be honest, yeah, I was more like I was more of a, a rum drinker when I was when I was drinking more, and then I okay. kind of transitioned to just drinking wine. Um, I don't know what it is about drinking wine. Wine drunk for me used to be the 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 be all end all of good feelings. That was mostly when I worked on cruise ships because it's a depressing place when you're off the clock. When you're done that gig. I, I've got stories for months about working on cruise ships, especially in the music world. But uh, yeah, to make a long story short, you went to the crew bar, you got a $9 bottle of wine and you put that thing. Did with- you have to pay? Uh, so the way that it worked was that they would have like a crediting system and then you would basically run a tab, but you would, yeah, you would pay. But the prices on the ship for crew in their crew bar was like much cheaper than what you'd pay in the yeah the passenger facing bar. So like it was a buck 50 for a beer, like a bottle of beer, or it was maybe even $6 for a bottle of wine. But either way, it was like, it was a very affordable price for the, the low end bottles of wine. And then it would go is up it, from there. Mixed drinks. Were like all, is it not like all inclusive when you go on those things for, if you pay for it, those, you pay okay. daily for those things. So it's like a hundred bucks a day extra. If you're, and again, I was working on it. So I wasn't, privy to the passenger side of things and also i was working in the entertainment department i didn't have to really deal with passengers needs i just had to deal with passenger requests and like entertaining them um people would come up to us once in a while be like hey never me because i was the bassist they'd come up to uh, the singer and i were always good friends on the ship so like we'd be walking down the hall and they'd be like oh you're the singer in the band and i'd be like bye i just walk away (laughs) and let them she'd be like no don't leave me like you know you're the star (laughs) see ya yeah, that was that was always a good time, uh, except for the depression that is rampant on ships. My my mom is going on a cruise next year. I don't I don't know how that's going to go. You know, I'm a little bit worried. Oh, her. this I don't even I don't need to get into this, but it is a big no no. If you get caught 
with a passenger in uh, on the ship. Well, just don't get caught, Joel. Well, th- you think so, but there are literally cameras everywhere. Like everywhere there are cameras. Not in the bathrooms, obviously, but like going into the bathrooms, there are cameras. There are just there are ways that security can see. And I, and I was, I was friends with security, especially night crew, because I was a night person at the time. And we would talk about it and they'd be like, you want to see it? I'm like, yes, I do. And they'd show me like, it's not Batman panel level bad. Like dark Knight rises is not that bad, but it was like, it, it was pretty wild. How many security cameras are on the ship, but yes, you cannot, you cannot sleep with the passenger unless you're doing it on land. Then it's okay. So I've heard stories of people like going and getting hotel rooms when they get off the ship or going and finding a spot. Wow. Sure, that's okay. There are so many loopholes. I've also heard people getting getting it on, on the ship with passengers, but like they'd wear big bulky hoodies, put them up, sunglasses, like they'd cover their faces. They'd be totally, <laughs> totally covered. You'd have no idea it was them. Wow. Yeah. Cruise seems like a wild time. I've never been on one. Not really like my cup of tea honestly it, it i don't can, like people that much i get it and i i so me and i i was rooming with a guitarist on my last contract this was really fun because he and i got really close um we were good friends i we got into the point where because we we bunked together we basically kept similar schedules and we both had girlfriends at home now my wife and now his wife um so like we we didn't worry about each other in that world um, and like bringing people home or bringing people back and having to worry about socks on the door. We didn't have that problem. So he and I became almost a married couple of our own. And it would be the weirdest, weirdest game we'd have. We would gig until one in the morning, maybe two in the morning. We'd finish up, go shower, go to the bar, get last call. Or depending on timing, we'd whatever, go last call and then shower and then either go to an after party or we would just go to sleep. We'd be up by 11 a.m., both of us, and then we'd have breakfast together on the back of the ship, like in the veranda public area. He'd be reading the paper, having a coffee. I'd be sitting there having breakfast and we'd just like be an old married couple. And then we'd go back to sleep until 2 p.m. and we'd get up, do more stuff. And anyway, long and the short of it is we did everything together at one point and we just became a weird like married couple on ships lasted for a month and then we were like we have to stop hanging out with each other all the time and he's like yep yeah. <laughs> that was that just like a married couple you got your you got your work wife right like, yeah, i did yeah, yeah. i mean I, the singer was my work wife but you know ryan the guitar player he was he was my snuggle buddy no we had <laughs> we had bunk beds i had the bottom bunk for the record um that yeah bless you for doing cruise ship gigs and and all that fun stuff i know we got friends who go on the 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 wrestling cruise that seems like the worst experience in the world no offense to those things it seems like everybody has a good time i just um like couldn't do it could not do it the only way i would do something like the jared cruise is if i'm in the house band and i've made that play once i've asked around in the cruise industry being like can I get on this? And I get to talk to sixth man in the case of Jericho's cruise. Cause that's who puts it together. Uh, Jericho's face is just on it and he promotes the hell out of it. And he does a good job. Don't get me wrong. But uh, yeah, the people putting it together, it's Jericho with six man and Jericho's input in terms of entertainment is pretty big because Jericho, it, you're going for Fozzie too. So he's got the band. He knows people. Um, but I've made the, the play to be in the house band there. And they're like, no, nah, it's either best of the best or Chris picks them or there's no house band. And he's just bringing in his pals to play. So can't win. Uh, someone asked about ocean sickness. You, no, not for me. I've had rough nights on boats. I've had rough performances on boats where it was going like really back and forth, but they've got stabilizers. So you mostly don't feel it once you get your sea legs after a day or two. 
those things are huge. I feel like like they're hotels they're on the water. That's exactly yeah. what it is. It doesn't seem possible. That's what scares me. I've also, like, I've never worked one of the massive ones, like the 40 deck one. I've never done that. Mine were usually like mid size, maybe 12 decks. And that was, yeah, that was as big as I went. I think the most people on a ship at once for me was like maybe 2000. And that was like, a, that was not nearly as big as they get. I'd be afraid of just like falling over or something. The, like, and they do really, they do really good at not having you do that. You hear about overboards very rarely because it's a big deal when that happens. Yeah, I mean, I imagine all the safety precautions and stuff are there. I don't know my my anxiety just freaks me out too much for to do something like that. I, I just I don't think I could do it. I could maybe do a smaller one. One I got to be around people I like. I don't go by myself. That sounds dumb. Um, the, the wife and I can, can go once, uh, to, to who knows when, but like, I honestly, I'd rather just like stay at home, <laughs> sleep on the couch. My parents are big cruisers. That's what happens when you get older. And it, you know, as you, as you get older, you realize that the ship industry kind of caters to the elderly because yeah, I believe that. Yeah. In many ways it's cheaper than like for some than going to a, to an old folks home. Cause like you have quarters, you are fed every you're taken care of. There's, there's a steward that comes to your cabin every day and cleans up. You can get laundry done on the ship. Like you're, you're, you're basically living in a retirement home if you want to treat it that way. And you spend in some cases less than you would at a traditional monthly retirement home in your hometown. But everyone's different. So that's the that's the big thing. Is can you can you live on a boat for that long, and can you survive on a boat for that long? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. Maybe when I'm old and I'm old and, and gray, I can uh I can do that. It depends but, where you want to go. I did I did Alaska, and I loved Alaska. But the the average age on the ship at that point was like. 78 <laughs> a lot of old people go to alaska which is like blessing <laughs> and a curse because you get to play a lot of like old rock and roll music which for me is fun because a super easy uh and b it's just like they're having a blast and they're not like super energized but they're they're more energized than they have been in years and they're very respectful they love you for that and they have money so they tip you uh we had one one family super sweet but in alaska bought us like bottles of wine and jackets and like just all the swag because uh, they just loved coming to see us every night. So like that stuff was cool. But um, other than that, Australia was a blast for me because I had always wanted to go. And that was uh, that was a dream come true. And then Japan was another one where our pal Vinny Pacifico is currently tearing it up and having a good time. So uh, you go to Japan, you have a good time. I did not try Ribera because we were not near Coward. Tokyo. I couldn't. We weren't near Tokyo. Coward. We were in Hokkaido and we were you should have told him to like go to Tokyo. I can't be that far. Uh, I think it's like a three hour train ride and we did not have that much time. Yeah. We're in Hokkaido and we were in Nagasaki. I want to say this was 10 years ago. So I barely remember Japan was great though. And so was Australia. It was, yeah. Met a lot of really cool people. Anyway, we should probably transition into talking some wrestling. Let's cruise on into our AEW talk. There you go. Actually, let's hit it. Let's hit a super chat. Very, very generous one from Bridget who led, uh, sent us one saying, your favorite moment or storyline of 2023. This one is my my favorite and least favorite question at the same time. Because now I got to sift through my brain to think about the good ones. And then by inevitably the time I pick the good one, there will be a better one in my head. Jeremy, is there a favorite moment or storyline of 2023 in your head? 
My favorite moment and storyline is when uh, Cody Rhodes got a chicken thrown at him at WrestleMania. <laughs> that was great. Oh, That's my favorite moment. My favorite moment is also the match of the year between Snoop Dogg and The Miz at WrestleMania. That's that's my favorite moment of the year. Um, my my favorite storyline is uh, I don't know. All the stories were terrible this year. No nobody could tell a story. Oh come on! Look, no stories were finished and. <laughs> No stories were started properly. They were all SNL skits. They just started and then they just ended abruptly. We have to finish the story, but in WWE, the story never finishes. It's a very famous, famous line uttered by one Paul Levesque. You're looking for that. Hold on. I know. I know. I'm waiting for it. I need to finish the story. In the WWE, the story never finishes. I have never heard that video at regular speed because I listened to all of our podcasts at like 2.25 with smart skip. I didn't realize that Paul spoke that slowly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody too. Everybody speaks slowly. Like it's, it's, uh, it's very jarring to me. Like when I, um, listen to interviews at regular speed and I hear the way I like it's it's a complete mind fuck because I'm so used to listening at higher higher speeds and stuff. So like when they speak, I'm like, are you are you okay? Like, are you sure this is how you're supposed to be speaking and stuff? Like I legitimately get worried for people because I think they're speaking too slow. But uh, you know, that's that's apparently normal speeds. I'm just not I'm just very, very not used to it. This is a good shout by Louis, by the way. Uh, Bad Bunny's entrance. Yeah. yeah, I'll watch that shit and just vibe, man. Like that's a I I had that on the other day because people were doing their 2023 like coolest moments things, and like I just watched that on repeat uh, for a couple times. Like, yeah, that 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 ruled. That absolutely ruled. Yeah, that was definitely a standout moment for me. Um, going to Elimination Chamber and being to bear witness of like Sammy's homecoming and being top of the card and all that. That was really cool. Uh, and everything that came with that as well was was really fun. Um, the 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 tag team finishing of the story, the the bloodline. If you're out, I'm out. Was really good. Someone mentioned that in the chat. It was that was good storytelling. Um, I really enjoyed. What was I going to say with uh, Osprey and and Speedball? We've talked about before as being a match of the year contender for me. That was good. Impact gave that their match of the year this past year, and then they made their moment of the year. The return to TNA. I was like, I'm starting to think that these awards are rigged. I think these are legitimate fan voted awards here on Impact. Uh, so that was that was good. And Forbidden Door this past year was a lot of fun for me. I was able to go live, and uh, Kate and I were able to do a show live together at at the Toronto Public Library, which was fun. And uh, yeah, that was those are part of my my highlights, my moments for 2023. Forbidden Door had again, it was a, a fun show that the build was okay but still a very solid show and you know danielson was injured but finished the match that was really cool there was just a lot of really good storytelling within the ropes at forbidden door this past year i really got to yeah and i got to meet mike straw and his wonderful uh his wonderful partner so that was good there, you there go. were it was a good year in wrestling i know i'm very jokey with uh with my moments and, and stuff it's it's largely just because I think a lot of matches are great. Uh, the matches that stand out to me above 
everything. I really liked Osprey and Omega One. I I really liked uh, the Usos against Sammy and Kevin at WrestleMania. Like that whole story, and then the finish at the at Mania. Like I really liked that match and just the story that went into it um, was was very good to me. Like I, I like Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. I legitimately do like Snoop Dogg and The Miz. Like that's it's a bit but like that's also just the kind of stuff that pops me you know like you can i'm I'm much like biggie of like bump your five-star matches and stuff just do like stuff that just like pops me and like i'm good on that like it's cool that you can do these have these great matches there's so many great matches right so many so many great matches like i understand my tastes are a little bit different than than other than other people's but yeah like that match Miz and Snoop Dogg is my match of the year. I don't know. If you disagree, go argue with somebody else. Go argue with the wall. That's what we yeah, do. Go argue with the wall. Yeah. Go argue in our comments. Give us more engagement. Let's go. Gunther's run. Yeah, Gunther had some had some great matches this year. Uh the the triple threat at Mania, the the matches with Miz were, you know, everyone was praising those. The the matches with Gable were fantastic uh the drew match was really good like yeah gunther he's been on an incredible incredible run this year i think mj mjf and danielson is such a sleeper because it happened in february maybe march it was revolution um so yeah it, that happened uh so early this year that people kind of forget about it but like that's so that's such a good match and like everyone who knows me knows i hate matches that are like over 18 minutes so the fact that like I like that match probably because Danielson was involved. Um, I, I think says a lot like that was a great match. Um, all the continental classic stuff has been good. Obviously swerve and Hangman Texas death match. was, was fantastic. Uh, there's been a lot of good stuff this year. There always is. That was right. Yeah, of course. So that's kind of what it is. Th- did you see that AEW released the entire continental classic? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good on them. You know, like, uh, good good on good on them for just putting that whole thing out there including the backstage promos and stuff like oh yeah joe and punk legitimately like that's kind of my favorite match from all in and i know people are like no but osprey and jericho was good as well um but it like, was it was yeah but that's legitimately like my favorite match from all in and joe and punk because it's just such a a smartly worked big crowd match and so i really enjoyed that match and that's punk swan song in aew so bless them i mean i don't know about the five faceless putties and mask bit but like i do just kind of like I, i've said it before i'll say it again i like the bad stuff because there's so much good so so much good and then there's so much that's just like that that's average like you can watch any wrestling show any day of the week you're gonna see like a three and a half to four star match right like yeah television you see it so i need the match or the segment to be like the greatest of all time or i need it to be the worst of all time aim for greatness or aim for the absolute bottom of the barrel nobody remembers the mid stuff nobody remembers that stuff because it all blends together you have a ball of mid Give me the, the the worst of everything. That's what I like to see. That's what you should propose for next year. WWE The Bump, worst of 2023, hosted by R-Truth. 
Our truth rules, though. I know, but I'm saying he would make it even more entertaining. Yeah, he he'd think it's the best, but then we'd be like, no, it's the worst. And he'd be like, oh, I got you. And then he just does a good five hours of content. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. A-Shock acting for worse of 2023. So that's the thing. The worst is the best to me. Yeah. There is no worse. It. All rules. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's nothing. I, nothing was the worst. Everything ruled. Nothing was bad in wrestling, and no one said a negative thing about it all year. I just find humor in all this stuff. Like, I don't take it serious. So, like, even if, like, I don't think something is good, I I'm, I don't just, like, I try not to anyway, like, harp on it. Like, this is bad. This is terrible. Everybody should be fired. Blah, blah, blah. Like, nah, it's bad. Could it be better? Yes. Whatever. Who cares? Like, let's just move on. The, the cocaine spot at NWA, that, that was the moment of the year for me. And that's oh, what we'll man. do. The bump hosted yeah. by Cole Corgan. And that's Sam. the moment of the year. The cocaine spot, baby. God bless. I'm glad that we were able to ask that question. What was it like backstage? Facts <laughs> from SV3. Yeah, if you watched uh, uh, our 2023 year-end show last night, bless you. But yeah, we were supposed to be just talking about how are things that happened in 2023 and I turned it into a Pistons and Celtics watch along because I was invested, baby. I was invested in the Detroit Pistons losing streak. Tell any man it's going to, that, that Pistons losing streak ends tomorrow and it's going to be the It's going to be the Raptors. Raps are going to drop it and that's the way it is. (laughs) Uh, We got plenty to talk about. So we we have been talking about it, but get your super chats in. We'll keep talking about it. Um, do you want to start with Continental Classic or you want to talk about the uh, the devil? I feel like maybe the devil should be the end of our show, the second half of our show, because there's okay. plenty. Or you know what? Let's not go there. Let's start with something that you did, Jeremy Lamberts. What did I do? You were like, where's Sting? I want to see Sting. Oh. Why isn't Sting on the card? I miss Sting. Where is Sting? You got yeah. Sting, you asshole. You Good. Yeah, but you brought him back in the form of Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho becoming best. I didn't people. do that. We called that, by the way. We I sat here with you on this show, and I said they're going to retcon that Sammy Guevara baby face or uh, heel turn. They're going to make him a baby face because he's new daddy, so you can't boo him. You can still boo him. And they're going to partner him back up with Jericho and just pfft, the whole thing, and that's exactly what they do. It is a monkey's paw. Why Solable gets it right. Sting and Darby come and make the save. Sting, Sammy, Guevara, CJ, they're going to take on the Don Callis family without Kyle Fletcher. Apparently, Fletcher is unavailable, injured. I don't know what it is. Nobody knows for sure what it is, but he's out for that match. Uh, Kanosuke Takeshka's in, so that's good. They probably realized that, hey, maybe we should put Takeshka in this match because he has victories over Kenny Omega, and we should do something with him. Would be a good idea. So there you go. Kyle Fletcher certainly isn't working Collision that night because Collision is World's End, uh, along with the All-Star 8-Man Tag Match. But either way, this is the All-Star 8-Man Tag Match, number one. You brought back Sting. Are you happy? Are you proud of yourself, Jeremy Lambert? Because it came with the consequence. 
They should have done a 16-man tag team match instead Fine of two eight-man tag matches. Fine by me. <laughs> Let them all work a single PWG style. I get that everyone's yeah. like, oh, this is like the G1, you know, all-star match they do. The-. No, I want the PWG, like, final bola 16-man match where everyone puts a thumb up each other's butt and they throw fake grenades in the ring. Let's do that. Instead, we're going to get super serious whatever the hell they're doing. Um, I'm glad they got Sting in there. Look, I thought it was a miss that they didn't have Sting way before this. And I still think it was a miss that it wasn't announced until the week of, because you, nobody, it's tough to make travel plans. You know, if you're announcing this on a, on a Wednesday and then people are like, Oh, what do I have to do Saturday? Maybe I can make this show. Had you announced Sting three weeks ago, people could have maybe made arrangements to possibly see Sting for the last time in New York. I think it was a big miss by AEW to just now get Sting. And who knows if they would have had Sting there if it wasn't for Omega being out because I don't know what the plan was. Otherwise, I don't feel like the Sammy Guevara turn was the plan until everything happened with Omega because it was going to be Omega and Jericho against Starks and Bill. Where was that going to leave everybody else? Maybe, maybe they were going to jump Sammy out of the Callus family and it would have been Sting, Darby and Sammy against Hobbs, Takeshka and Fletcher. That's the only thing I can think of that like pieces it together. Right? Like, yeah, that's all I can think of. How funny would it be? (laughs) If Guevara and Jericho both turn on Sting and Darby after the match and the Revolution match is a tag team match, Guevara they should. Sting and Darby. They should, honestly. That's so many months away. And then at the end of that match, Guevara turns on Jericho or Jericho turns on Guevara, whatever. We're just, just do turns for turns sake at this point. It was. It I, thought, was I, I thought for a minute that Guevara. I, or I think for a minute that Guevara might turn on Jericho in the eight man this Saturday and rejoin the Cows family. That would be dumb. Yep. But this whole thing was <coughs> apologies. This whole thing was pretty dumb the way they did it. Oh man. But the feeling was restored in this segment, Joel, we had a return, a turn, a lights reunion, on. lights on, lights, a on. lights out. A lights on, another return, multiple sneak attacks, ball bat, a match setup, baseball bats, baseball bats, paintings, paintings Mel Coleman. Coleman. Absolutely. So I'll tell you now, she sent me those paintings early in the day. She's like, I don't know if they're going to make air, but these are what they look like. And I was like, these are freaking great. This is good the, stuff. We, we had everything in this segment. That was the AEW just like, let's throw everything at you in one segment. It, like specialty right there loved it yeah the jericho character just it exists in its own world man like no what has happened to anybody in the chris jericho universe that isn't chris jericho well you know? action andretti can now deep throat an entire bottle of water oh man people were asking me to do that i can't do that now i'm way too do that you will. i can't even do like yeah. you'll need new, drinking yeah. you'll need I, a new computer don't do it yeah i can't even like do that that bit right now like um that but the eggs probably got to be put on hold sadly like that was supposed to be tomorrow i don't think i could pull it off like yeah i don't i don't think i can do it we'll do it in the new year early new year I'll figure it out i promise the people yeah. so 
apologies again that I'm coughing. I, I, I'm trying to mute my mic, but slow on the draw sometimes. Yeah, the Jericho character, like, man, he just he just does stuff. It doesn't really matter if it makes sense. As long as Jericho's on TV, that's that's all that matters. Like, I it, it's it's a uh, it's it's very sad, very very sad that uh, Chris could be elevating and making sense with this stuff and this doesn't like Guevara should have come out of this a lot stronger at the turn and I know he got hurt so that like hurt him a little bit but then they just come back and reunite him with Jericho and it's like Jericho and Guevara gonna go after the tag titles now because uh I don't know about that we talked about that too. I was like, let's sex guys. You're like, no. And I said, yes, here we are. Big Bill. Oh, Big Billy Starks versus the sex God sounds awful. And I'm here uh, for it. It's uh, oh, here yeah. we go. That's it. I thought Whoa, about this. Watch along. Mm. I thought about that. Actually, I leg- like legitimately. I did think about doing that. I don't know if I could pull that one off. That's a lot. Also, like that's every ninety seconds. That's a tough. That's a sixteen yeah, yeah. minute egg thing. We do it in the. It's in a waking day, so it's several like sixteen, eighteen hours. So that versus sixty minutes, probably not so good. Maybe hour. I could do like, you know, fifteen during the men's, fifteen during the women's. Yeah, still, it's very tight. Yeah, it's very tight. Yeah, Chris Jericho is just he's fantastic. <laughs> He's just he he is the winner of every feud, even when he loses them. Good for Jericho. I'm glad I'm glad Sting got a match though. Again, if I would have announced this weeks ago, if this yeah. was a plan, if this was a late ad, okay. But if this was a late ad, then why weren't you having Sting on beforehand? That's my other question. If like this is what it took to get him on the show, um, it's that was a mess of a segment, but. I like how Guevara is like, yeah, you beat Jericho. You beat Omega. What have you done since? It's like, yeah, they control that. Really? Like, don't point out booking flaws on the show. I like it, it how, doesn't. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It just it doesn't make anybody look good. Like, they don't control that. So, it, and it doesn't make them look good. It's like, you've done nothing with this. Well, that's not their fault, dude. Sammy coming out and being like, you put my daughter in this painting? How dare you? As if Sammy isn't posting photos of his daughter on his personal social, on his, on his personal yeah, and but, social like, media all day or day. Okay, but that I understand that because like, if I do it, that's fine. Like, all right, I'll post my kids. Like, okay, not a big deal. But like, Nobody else should be taking these photos. No, they're out there. It's, but they're out there in the open. I'm sorry. It's fair game. That's why I post zero photos of my child publicly. It just, I, I don't need that. And I don't want someone taking a photo and be like, we acted in good faith. That's great. You acted in weird faith and it's still wrong, but you still had access to my kid because I put it out there. It was like a gift too. Like it was like a cool painting of like the whole Don Callis family with Sammy and his, his newborn. Like, I don't feel like it was done with malicious intent well they weren't there in Callis. the delivery room well they should have sammy's fault sammy if they were real that. friends if they were a real family they would have been there it's sammy fair. would have let them in yeah no the segment was just not good it wasn't <laughs> it was i hope starks i saw somebody saying like it's a mini taz team taz reunion i hope starks like 
levels powerhouse Hobbs off of that too. Like, don't forget this stuff. It's not like Starks and Hobbs have made up, right? Like, no. Last we know, they were still beat just because they're heels now. They're they're on the same side, but like, they shouldn't have an elephant. Elephants have bad memories, right? No, elephants never forget. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, they should have elephant memories. Like, they shouldn't forget that. Just like, just because we're heels and we're fighting on the same side. Like, I do, I remember what you did with me. Like, Stark should not be like super trusting the Hobbs in this match. Well, he's got big bill with him. So that kind of, you know, negates the whole thing. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's, I see SB three saying, you know, why is Sammy upset? Why is Sting and Jarvie helping their former rivals? Just All right. You know them? what? I'll answer. I'll answer these. Questions. Okay. Why is Sammy upset? The answer, the answer is always CTE, by the way. <laughs> why is Sammy upset? Man probably hasn't slept in a while. All right. He's just pissed true. off about yeah. something. Yeah. No, that's fair. I get that. I get yeah. it. Yeah. He's just going out there. He's like, everything's just going to upset him at this point. Why are Sting and Darby helping former rivals Jericho and Sammy? Because they're good people. Yeah, SB3, you know, good people just like to help people. Doesn't matter if they've been wronged by them in their past. They're good people. Sting legitimately has a history of helping people who have wronged him, and then he gets turned on. So this is this is logical for old Stinger. There you go. Answered those questions. Rick Flair managing Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho post Revolution 2024. <laughs> when they Goldberg want to be part of that? Goldberg and Sting is the last match to be dope. Goldberg, That's what we should have. Goldberg wants to be part of everything. He should be yeah, part of this show. We should have Goldberg on this show. That's oh, what I'd love to have Goldberg on this show. He Goldberg, Goldberg being part of the last match for Sting is a great like is great because Goldberg will ensure it's Sting's actual last match. <laughs> Here comes the sidekick. <laughs> Goldberg will be like, well, I'm going to make sure this is the last time we're both wrestling, buddy. You ain't going to be doing that like one off in two years from now. Cause they need you for Saudi or something. Like this is the last time for both of us. Goldberg should Goldberg should, uh, uh, be be part of Sting's last match. That'd be what? great. SB3 saying, why can't it be Sting and Darby versus Ricky Starks and Big Bill? Because you got to keep Sting strong. You can't give Sting and Darby the tag titles. Why would you do they that? Should they should? But they they're should. not going. They're to owed a shot. Yeah, but it's their last match. It's it's going into Sting's last match. You got to keep Sting strong. He's not going to eat a pinfall. If they lose on Saturday, it's because someone not named Sting or Darby Allen takes the fall. I don't think they're Sammy losing. Guevara. Like the fact that Sting's in this match makes me believe, like, oh, they're just gonna win because like yeah, Sting fair. just wins. Is Sting gonna is Sting gonna get the pinfall or is Darby? And then Darby's gonna be like, give it up one last time for fucking Sting. Dude, Jericho's getting this pinfall. He's getting that win back over Hobbs. Oh, he's gonna tap out Hobbs. He's gonna stack to Keshta. <laughs> that would roll. You're gonna stack them to the one foot uh pin. Hey, hey, come on, baby. Yeah, come on, baby. Oh, that would rule. That's the finish. Put Starks and Bill on there too. Just stack all four of them. Like just com- completely just shit on the Callus family and the tag team champs with give the me, with the one foot stack pin with Jericho. Give me a a big bill. And Goldberg team and like Louie saying in the chat, old Bill and Big. I just want old Bill and Big Bill. I don't need stuff. Big Bill Goldberg, baby. Yeah, have Big Bill and Little Bill or Broad Bill and Big Bill. 
just have them go for the tag titles or be the tag champions. Starks will be like, I'll manage y'all. Let's go. Big Bill, Big Bill Goldberg. Who is who is Edge? Is Edge the heel? Edge turning SP3? Edge is always turning. He's Edge. I mean, in my world, he's always the heel. So Christian's the baby face. I am curious about how that no DQ match goes i'm not looking forward to it and i hate to say that but like that brawl didn't do a whole lot for me that felt very like well it was uh, taped the week before which is even funnier because of all the you had the von erics you had brian keith it was very very obvious to me because they didn't bring those guys in just to do a pull apart brawl uh but when i saw i was like who's who's not wearing any shoes and wearing a cowboy that's a von eric what are you doing here i saw brian you can't miss brian keith it's the only black cowboy you'll ever see on wrestling television. And I was like, oh, Brian Keith's still around. I was like, wait a minute. Things aren't adding up here. Yeah, they filmed it the week before. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's the Edge joins the patriarchy of his Uncle Adam. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Like, is he reluctant? Adam Edge? Uh, I don't I don't have high hopes for this no DQ. It'll probably be good. Like, maybe, uh, maybe my expectations are low, so I'll be pleasantly surprised. I'm telling you now. The you're gonna see Beth Phoenix in this match on Saturday. Mm. It's New York. She's they're in Buffalo. Well, they live in North Carolina. She's Buffalo. Oh, she's yeah. in New York. People love her. Someone's got to counteract Shayna Wayne. Someone's got Shayna Cage, as it were. Someone's got to mm. be part of that. And then Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy is the other one. They're gonna bring him back, and Edge is gonna make his new family, and it's gonna be Jungle Boy and Edge. Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy's a heel. And not anymore. He's not. They retconned him, and now they love him because he ran CM Punk out of the company. CM Punk, big time heel in AEW. Mm. So uh, that's gonna be it. It's gonna I don't be like it. any of this. This sounds awful. Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna be Beth and Jack Perry, and then eventually it's gonna be Jack Perry and Luchasaurus back together. You haven't seen Luchasaurus in a while. Killswitch. Yeah. His name's Killswitch. Right, Killswitchosaurus. We haven't seen Killswitchosaurus in a while, so bring him back after he took the concerto, and then he just turns on because of CTE, just turns on on Christian Cage, and that's that's how it goes. I don't like any of this. Well, yes, neither do I. But here I am pitching it because otherwise, who else is going to pitch this stuff, Jeremy Lambert? No one else is going to uh. do it, so I got to pitch it. And then when it happens, I get to call back to it and be like, "Remember this awful booking y'all gave me shit for? Guess what happened?" <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't have high hopes for this match. It'll probably be good. Christian's very good. Copeland works well within the the parameters of certain things. Um, as long as you just like, this needs to be less than twenty minutes. If this thing goes over twenty minutes, it's not going to be a good match. It's going to be fine, but like, it's not going to be the greatest match ever, which Ed's Edge always shoots for. It, it, it's going to be going to be 20 minutes or less that's when we need this match okay that's all masking it's all masking yeah someone pointing on the chat that beth phoenix if she's on a wwe legends contract if she is it doesn't matter because wwe has been playing ball with those appearances dudley's are on uh, a nostalgic contract or a legend contract whatever you want to call it headbangers are too both have appeared on tna on nwa i get AEW is a different beast but like it's just their pay-per-view you're paying you're already paying to get in everybody's on wwe legends deal everyone Yeah, it's not it's not a big deal unless you're suddenly going to sign a big talent contract. So RVD was one of them, too. Right. And then all of a sudden he wasn't getting called for WrestleMania. So <laughs> whoops. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Beth is going to show up. Maybe. Maybe. I think Beth uh, is going to counter because, again, you got to do you, you got to give Shayna Wayne her big uh, her big tag team debut. 
her and Christian versus no, Edge and Beth. That sounds terrible. No. <laughs> that does sound terrible, but I'm all for it. Nah, nah. I don't she, think Shayna is going to do any type of wrestling. I, I hope not. Yeah. I, I don't. Does Beth, I don't know if she's like trained or anything. I don't. Th- I mean, they have a ring in their. They have a ring in their house, yeah, and well, they yeah. have a. She has a son who is a very prolific wrestler. Um, you could do it, but does Beth own her name? Beth Phoenix. I don't think she does. Uh, let's 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 go to the trademark. Let's let's research here on the show, Joel Pearl. Oh, if there's one thing we're gonna do here, it's waste time by researching. <laughs> At least done- we research instead of just throw things out there without any uh, backup. Uh, Beth Phoenix is. It says WWE has the rights to that name. So okay, so she can be. Bethany Beth Copeland just Beth, oh yeah, she could be just Beth Copeland Beth that's Copeland. true yeah. that is legally her name she can get away with that the rated B superstar <laughs> <laughs> don't trust the B in Copeland 23 don't trust there's a lot the B of at the end of 23 <laughs> there's a lot of uh, uh, paperwork that goes with this trademark so I don't know maybe she does somehow have it because i i don't feel like looking at all this paperwork and that, she's that's like beth copeland too. yeah she could be beth copeland and also like it could be a licensing thing because mustafa ali was another one he owns he owns his name but he used it in wwe so clearly he licensed the name out for wwe to use for whatever and then he got it back because he's still using it it's not it, his legal name is ali but it's not mustafa ali unless it's a middle name that he has so there you go Beth Copeland. This is uh you've made me like less excited for this match. I wasn't excited in the first place. You've made me less excited. Good job. What what makes you more excited? The idea of the Glamour Queen, that's funny. Coming out or the Glamour Queen, the Queen of Gone. Uh the the Queen is on. Or the idea that Nick Nemeth is gonna win the TNT over the top battle royal. Nah, nah, they're not putting his debut on that. Uh, they've done it before. I'm a machine. So who else have they done that with? They've done that with plenty of people. Give them the big over-the-top battle royal win in the pre-show. They've done this before. Nah, they ain't doing that with Joker. old Nick. The joke is they are. Nick's not that much of a... Nick's not your your guy. Nick is the guy who comes in and says, hey, I got a comedy show with my brother in three weeks, but first I have to wrestle this match. It should have been me! And then, yeah, everyone laughs and laughs and has a match. Ali, say, people saying Ali win the battle royal. Um, I do think we'll get like one of uh, a recently released uh, WWE person uh, in this battle royal. I do think we'll we'll get that. I don't know who, but Rick Boogs. Oh, you would pop for that, wouldn't you? No, what is I'd Madcap. Pop. Yeah, if Madcap Mike Rallis were to show up, yeah. Where to next, honey? AEW. That's where. Shelton, Shelton, Shelton's good. Like Shelton shout. Would be a yeah. Good shout. yeah, I could see him. And then the get that Shelton Shelty B is all elites. Oh, uh, what Shelton and Shelton and Christian, baby. Let's go. Shelton and Edge. Let's really throw it back. But, but that's the thing. The TNT title has now become like the legacy title. <laughs> you got yeah. Christian, you've got Adam Copeland going for it. Like soon enough, you'll have you the Shelty B, Nick Nemeth. You'll have someone from a former WWE star going for the TNT title while they remake the the continental classic title like the new title to to keep an eye on shell i'm i'm all for shell when was the last time shelton christian had a match that would be a while ago that's right? 2009 maybe 2007 let's see here that's gonna be fun to find out christian kitchener ontario canada 
beautiful wife brought me tea in my sickened state. The last time I was right, the last time they went one-on-one was for the ECW Heavyweight Championship oh, hell at yeah. a house show in Syracuse, New York. So there's history there. December 30th, 2020, or 2009. Dude, Shelton and Edge haven't like wrestled. They haven't had a singles match since 2005. Let's go. Shelton and Edge. They've always been in like Battle Royals, Royal Rumbles, things like that. But 2005 for Shelton and Edge. So Yes, the last televised match between Shelton and Christian was, was TLC 2009. It was a ladder match for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. All right, let's go. Shelton Benjamin, your Battle Royal winner. Here we Saturday. go. No Madcap Rallis for us. No. Poor sad. Madcap Mike. Shelton Edge. I'm ex- I'm excited. I'm I'm more excited for the Battle Royal than I am the, the TNT title match because we're getting Shelton Benjamin, baby. Could you I hope like I don't know why this would be like a thing, but like there should just be a ladder uh propped up on the outside, and then Shelton just runs up the ladder into the battle royal and then just does a big dive to take everybody out. I don't know if he can still do that. He's like 40, but like I come on, anyone can do that until they're 70. Right? Like action if Mike Johnson. Can. If Action Mike Jackson can do it, then y'all have no excuses. And he can do it. I haven't seen it, but I know he can do it. He can watch oh, this is what we need. Battle Royal. Let's go. Lights down, right? Everybody's just like wrestling. And then it, guitar strum. Ladies My and name. gentlemen. What? Ladies and gentlemen. Elias. But it's not Elias. It's someone else. No, no, no. It's, it, he, he can it, be Elias. Ladies and gentlemen. AEW stands for All Elias Wrestling. No, but it's All Elias Walkers because it's not wrestling. He was never a wrestler. He was always a, a, a rock and he's roll He's going to prove people he's a wrestler now, though. Yeah, he's going to try and do a lot of things, but Elias would be fantastic. All It's yeah. not All Elias. All Elias Walking. Oh, All Elias all Wrestling, get. baby. That's all you get is just All Elias Walking, never Elias Wrestling. Oh, no. That's the bit, though. He says it's all Elias wrestling, but then he just never wrestles. That's the whole bit. No, they don't. The AEW men's side of things no longer has bits. The AEW women's division is now nothing but super gimmicks at the top. Have you, have I you think the men's side has thing? plenty of bits. I, uh, it's gotten worse on the women's side, let me tell you. Everyone, everyone involved is either spooky, <laughs> spooky or dramatic, like overly dramatic. Or brandishing a giant butcher's knife. Yeah, that was something. What? What? <laughs> what, 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 what? Why? That that didn't even that wasn't even a. Huh. I'm interested as to why she's brandishing this butcher knife, and it was more. Why is she brandishing a butcher knife? This makes no sense, and I don't really care why. It just doesn't make sense. There was no intrigue, and also Soraya is there. So. Yeah, QT left, so she's just a woman. Scorned. Did she kill QT Marshall? Oh shit! Oh Somebody. my god! Oh, maybe she did. She's gonna get a big prosthetic head, QT Marshall. Oh my That's, god! Now nah, you get in trouble for doing something like that. That's fair. She got fired from QTV. <laughs> oh, she might have. Yeah, she might have killed QTV. We don't know. Like only only TNA can get away with offing people when they're done. Okay, you can't do that in AEW. That's gimmick infringement. Yeah, we haven't seen Aaron Solo either. You know, I think she. I think you're onto something here, Joel. Tell everyone. I think you're onto something. Tell everyone, Harley Cameron, she off QTV. You know, 
Powerhouse Hobbs got out in time. Good for him. He did. He she did. probably gave him warning hint hint. You know, you know what AEW needs someone as a gimmick. I will slander a, whoever, by the way. I don't want this this chat being like no slandering someone. So I will slander everybody, <laughs> especially your favorites. You know, you know what a gimmick someone needs in AEW. It would really work too because they got a lot of mysteries. They need a detective. Who's like a good detective for for AEW? Dan the House. acclaimed, the acclaimed. By the way, they're the shittiest detectives ever. They're over here, like we're gonna find who attacked us, and then they're teaming with Scotty Two Hottie instead of the mass men were there. Acclaimed, what are you doing? They could have taken them out. Maybe, maybe the acclaimed really are working with the mass men. Maybe, maybe Daddy Ass is the devil. Daddy Devil Ass, let's go. Dad, Daddy Devil Ass, Daddy Ass Devil, Daddy, Daddy Ass, ass devil. devil Dad. Yeah. There you yeah. go. That's that's a Will Washington plan. If Daddy yes. asks the devil, then we know it. That's his. He's sending his love back to us for day after dynamite. This is Daddy <laughs> asks the devil. All right, I'm sold on Billy Gunn being the devil now. I like this. That would make me. Oh God, our Monday show would be off the rails, and we're on Maine, so that makes it even better. <laughs> Let's go. The devil needs to be. Like just the most absurd, absurd person. I'm gonna be disappointed if it's Adam Cole. That's the logical conclusion. I don't want it. I don't want. I don't want Adam Cole. <laughs> Detective Dolph. <laughs> oh, that's good. I saw people saying Breeze, Breeze and uh, Fandango. Yeah, yeah, bring bring that back. Bring I mean, that no, back. Dango Dango's got to lose to PCO first in Vegas, and then we can bring no. in Dango. Uh, you know what I do want though? I, I would love to see Detective Danhausen. That would be fantastic. Detective Danhausen on the scene. And then Soraya and Danhausen having to interact with each other and Danhausen just being like, no, thank you. And then just walking away. That's the wow. scene. I'm I'm I like Detective Danhausen. That'd be good. Yeah. They need a detective though. I feel like they're missing the boat with like not having someone to, to try to solve this mystery. They got people throwing around accusations, accusations. No one's out there to do the real work here in AEW. That's the problem with AEW. That's the that's when Cody left, all the people who wanted to do the work just stopped doing the work. And instead, they're just throwing out around accusations and just sitting around waiting for somebody else to solve the mystery. So Sky Blue wearing the Scooby-Doo outfit. No, 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 no. Stop it. What? Why are you like no. why are you like talking to me like I'm a dog? No. <laughs> no. no. Do not do that. Where's my rolled up newspaper? <laughs> no, I can't. I can't with Sky Blue. I can't. I just no more mystery. She had the Scooby-Doo outfit. She should have yeah. been solving this damn thing. She should have burned it when she started using it. She so, should have been solving this. I love Will McLean saying everyone in the mass, everyone is in on the mass men, the whole roster versus MJF. I want this to turn into everybody hates Max. And it's just this giant, like Max narrated story about his life and how everybody hates him. Mostly because he's Jewish is what his spin is going to be. And then they just show video of juice. No, we're not doing No, stop it. Stop. We we're did, I know we're done with that. We went way past that one. Yeah, we're not going back to that. I just want I I just want someone on the AEW roster to step up and and try to find this this mystery devil. Stop being so lazy. Stop going out there and having your five-star matches like anybody could possibly care. 
and start solving the real issues in AEW. And that is to find out who the devil is. That's the problem with AEW right now. They're too concerned about their five-star matches and their flips and impressing the internet audience. And they're not concerned with who is cutting the feed, who is going after the world champion, who's attacking people. It's an inside job. Tony Schiavone told us as much. It's 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 laziness on the part of the AEW roster, honestly. It's just, yeah, just no good. There was no devil prior to Will Washington Facts. getting hired. That is true. You think you think Will's first day, he's like, I got something for you, and it's the mask. And he went to Party City that day, and he's like, Max, nice to see you. Wear this. Looks good. Tony, let's talk. And then all of a sudden, Will Washington was the showrunner. I don't know what happened. You got you got complaints? Will Washington's a guy. Good. Will's got good ideas. He does. Tony said so much in that 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 media call when he called out everyone else that he sat in a room with and said nice things about. <laughs> good for them. Dude, uh, that... I didn't listen. I didn't pay attention because it's the same thing every time and I'm done. Just like the the just like tomorrow night, I know it's part of your job. I respect it. I love you for yeah. it, but nope. I ain't sitting down. Like I said, keep an eye out for who asks the most salacious question and then ask them to be on our show on Monday. Because otherwise, I don't care. Zarian's going to ask most salacious questions. I'm going to text him what to ask. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text Zarian. Just goes to Mars. Dude, Tony was giving science lessons in that media call yesterday. He was like the hypothesis and the hypotenuse of our experiment when it comes to... The, the the stagnant viewership and the uh what what's the other dynamic viewership before and after he was legitimately giving science lesson experiments during that media call and i'm like my kids get a holiday break they don't got to listen to this stuff meanwhile here i am listening to a billionaire give science lessons and science experiments about wrestling booking what what has happened in my life that brought me to this point is what i want to know i'd rather go back to school i'd rather go back and repeat at least i get a holiday break from this stuff oh that was so 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 much yesterday i blame dominic d'angelo he's the one who asked the question dom i don't know if you're listening but we're pals he asked about booking don't ask about booking don't. Tony was so he was so jazzed to talk about it. He even said it like before Dom asked the question. He's like, I can't wait to get into like the scientific technical aspects of booking. Like hopefully someone will ask, like begging people to ask. Like hopefully someone will ask about the technical aspects of booking. I'm like, Tony, we get it. We watch the show. We understand how you're putting this together. It's okay. Tell me who the devil is, Tony. That's all we care about. Care about how you, you booked matches. Good job. You got people cutting the feed on your show. You got your champion being laid out. You got all these other people being attacked. You got ROH champions wearing masks over here. Get this devil stuff under control instead of trying to expl- solve for A in the Continental Classic. Care about that? First of all, solving for A is is impossible. You just can't do it. So... I, I didn't listen. Someone's got to ask. Yeah, someone's got to ask about Taylor Swift in that uh, that presser. That oh, the all-in stuff. I'm I'm feeding Zarian questions. By the Good. 
Good. I don't know if he's going to ask him, but I hope he does. I just hope I give Ryan in the chat saying, I hope he's zooted. I do too. Cause last oh, night Zar Zarian was in rare form last night. And all you had to Zarian do was like, he said nothing, but he was just like, just watch his face. Go watch the best <laughs> of 23. Fast forward, fast forward to like an hour and 45 in Andrew joins us. And he's just like, he's, he's on another planet. It's fantastic. That's what I expect from Andrew Zarian at world's end. He will be on the edge of his own world at that show. Zarian, Zarian absolutely, absolutely rules. Like, just a, a fantastic human being. My wife's trying to fight him because he keeps saying nice things about me. So my wife's ready to defend me. He didn't say nice things about you, Joel. So. No, no. He, he does that in, in text form, but kayfabe. <laughs> uh, I'm going I'm to feed Zarian questions. I'm gonna, the question I'm going to feed Zarian is like, can you tell Tony to end this thing? It's 2 a.m. Like, can you just tell him to stop? He's about to speak for like an hour. You just tell him like, hey, I got a plane to catch. Can can we stop this? And there a Jags game on Sunday. That's a, where, where the Jags play? When the Jags play? No, it's New Year's Eve. They're not playing, are they? Yeah, they are. They're playing the Panthers this week. Oh, yeah, in Jacksonville. One o'clock game. All right. Like, I mean, gotta... he'll, sleep. he'll sleep on the plane. Yeah. Oh, man. Tony's got to be stopped this weekend, man. I got to, I got, I got to get some rest. Do you know? Do you know this week that like yeah, I have upcoming? We do this every single year. Someone inevitably, it used to be me, just puts out a tweet about here are the shows that we are covering for the next two weeks and why none of us are going to sleep and why it's going to be miserable making for the next little while. That's what we do. Welcome to the gimmick. That's how we. That's how we roll. And then you and I have yeah. a show every morning, every other morning. The gimmick affects me. Like I'm the one who's got to do all this stuff. I think Andrew Zarian should just ask questions about CW programming. He should. The entire the entire press scrum. Anybody else have any questions? Yeah, yeah, one more. No, 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 not from Andrew Zarian. Yeah, yeah, but you said anyone, and I'm anyone. So uh, I need your tier list. One, no, 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 no. He can't do it. He can't ask questions if Tony's ready to rap. I, I, I forbid that. I forbid that. When you saw the doggy, what? Did, no, sorry. That's the, that's the, the, my favorite brawl out moment. Ouch. Uh, just, Tony can't talk about that. That's a great question. I can't comment on that. He can talk about the dog though. Talk about CM Punk's dog, Larry getting, uh, does getting Larry have an NDA? Of course, Larry has an NDA. They had to take the paw and do the paw and the thing, but it's okay. But, but Lucy Steele doesn't. So that's all that matters. And once Lucy Steele talks, everyone's going to listen. All right. All right. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if Zarian has one. All right, Zarian. I don't know if Zarian has, he has one. Zarian either. have an NDA? Well, he has other NDAs, but it ain't about <laughs> AEW. He has one for this show. Now, Zarian comes on here and just says whatever on this show. Nobody's Nobody listens to this show, thankfully. Nice doggy, actually. That's the Larry NDA. Aww. Every morning, CM Punk says, good morning to you, nice doggy, actually. And then he turns to AJ and be like, can I talk about it? And she's like, not yet. <laughs> He's uh, going to write happy. They're going to write books. They're going to write books, posthumously release the story. That's what you do. If you're listening and you're a wrestler who has an NDA about Brawl Out, write it now. Write it all out now. Get it out there. Put it in the vault and just be, to be released upon my death date. And the day you die, whoever is the executor of your estate, get that bitch made and put it out for $150,000. I don't care how much you need to spend on it. Put it out there for the world to see. Because at that point, you're dead. NDA's expired. You can do it. Make your money. Set yourself up for generations. History. 
he has an mdna (laughs) (laughs) chris jericho should come on this show you think we get jericho on the show not at all no no especially if he goes searching deep diving for things we've all said about him this chat chat i swear to god he's gonna go looking for all y'all one by one and he might find you i like chris Uh, chris is a legend i like chris too sometimes most of the time Kim gray, is, Kim, Kim gray likes us and she said yeah, hey, hey, hi and good morning hello if you go watch the uh the uh the the, the show from last night the uh, the best of kim and uh and her kid Bo came and joined us and had a good time showing off some wrestling action figures that was a lot of fun and unfortunately nice Sean Ross was there too yeah yeah it's a nice collection of figures i think we can get jericho on this show if you had one question to ask chris jericho what would you ask him <laughs> Sorry, the one that everyone thinks of is the one that came to my mind. And I'm not going to ask that one. Uh, I'd probably ask him WCW-related questions, to be honest. No, no, no. You get one question, Joel. Are you going to be a journalist or are you going to be a, a you know a bro? No, I'm not going to be a journalist because in this case, he can do what he always does. And that's lie about anything I ask him. It's wrestling media. No one's going to tell me the truth. So I'm going to ask him about something in WCW. We're, we're going we're gonna to tell Ralph's stories, huh? give a shit what he does but it'll be it'll be ralph's stories joel's gonna use his one question on jericho partner promo punch in the face, in the face. <laughs> donald trump donald trump jr ivanka trump <laughs> that's a very good question i can't answer that at this time tony khan vince mcmahon <laughs> eric bischoff ah uh, that, that one that one seems easy for for jericho honestly that was That's fair. Come to think of it, I, the, the other one though. Was another, was, uh, <laughs> well, I can't punch a woman in the face. Well, are you sure? <laughs> uh, what would you ask Chris Jericho? I'd ask him for Luther stories. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Deathmatch legend Luther. Japanese deathmatch legend. Yes. That's right. No, no. He's international deathmatch legend. I don't care if it's Japanese. He's internationally renowned now. Yeah. True. He doesn't call himself the demo god anymore does he no but it's in his his video board i don't call it a titan tron because that's wwe titan sports that's what they called it now it's it's just a video board ask him about 80s kiss i don't want to i don't want to talk to him about kiss anymore kiss is dead kiss is ai they're all ai generated holograms that's what they're going to be i'll be like jericho when are you going to become an ai generated hologram who wrestles and i'll be like we can do that he's gonna do that yeah He's going to pull that off. He already man. did the NFT bullshit, so he probably oh, did this yeah. too. The Painmaker NFT. We're going to release a new variant every few months, and it's going to fit into this comic world universe. And I'm listening to it. I'm like, this sounds great if it wasn't such a ripoff. He, he's he got ideas. Bless him. Like, Everyone has ideas. Some of us don't want to keep our mouths shut with them. Nah, you got to respect that Chris just goes and does shit, man. Yes, if I, you have millions of dollars, you would do the same thing. Yeah, exactly. So that's what's wrong with this world. That's that's why I respect Chris, man. He's like, I got money, I got ideas. Who's stopping me? Nobody. And, baby. and by the way, Chris in our chat saying, you know, that's where Chris got the idea for uh, the Jericho cruise was from the Kiss cruise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's admitted that. That's fine. But like, doesn't mean that I got to talk about Kiss with him. I, will I, I be on talk as Jericho? Yes. When he, when TNA hires me, I will reach out to Chris Jericho and be like, you want the first one? And he'll be like, no, give it to Diener. Like, okay, fine. 
His podcast good. Like it's legit. rule. I love it. I've put it over to everyone who's interested. I put it over to Vinny Pacifico recently because we were talking about like long-term wrestling goals. And I was like, do you listen to Diener's podcast? Cause it's really good. He's a motivational speaker. Like that's also one of his gigs. So uh, yeah, go, go, go listen to that. Wrestling is life is wrestling. That's the name of the, the show. Oh, uh, Diener's podcast is good. I was talking about Jericho's podcast. Jericho's podcast is good. No, too bad. We're talking about Diener now. Now, Diener's podcast is good. It's, it's nothing to do with wrestling. It doesn't give me any news at all, but it's just a little bit of wrestling. It's a little some, bit of wrestling. like the some. Deanna episode. She talks about like her release and stuff. Like that. I know not all of this is like fresh news, but yeah, she, she has different perspectives on like her release and her expectations and like what she learned from being under contract. So, so young. And there's some really good stuff that came out of the Deanna Perrazzo stuff. The big con interview just dropped this morning on the free feed. And I'm going to listen to that after the show. Big Nick Con? No, Big Con. Uh, uh, Con from the Ascension. Connor. Nick Con. Yes, Tony Con. That's that's the only that's the only Big Con I I know is Nick Con. I I thought uh, Con Man Thompson. <laughs> Sorry, Conrad Thompson. <laughs> Slip of the There's tongue. There's only one Con Man in this business. I was thinking about the Impact promo. Yeah, <laughs> one Con Man. Oh God. I would love Diener to be the TNA digital champion. Let's go. Put it Diener on his podcast. Goals? Let's go. I, by the way, I'm saying this now. I said it on, on the Twitter. I think Ronnie, I think uh, Sean Spears is going to be in Vegas for Hard to Kill. Yeah, I think the Perfect 10, the Perfect 10 will be at Hard to Kill or at least at the Snake Eyes tapings. I think he's TNA bound. And the reason okay. for that being just did he just did the podcast, the Diener podcast not long ago. One of his trainers is Eric Young, and he's also from the Niagara Falls region, which is like 90% of the roster in TNA. So basically, if you're Canadian and from the southwestern Ontario region, you're probably going to be in TNA. I need, here's what I need. I need Spears showing up at the Rumble, coming at the 10 spot for the pop for the bit, and just hitting Cody with the chair unprotected to the head take it back for the boys again baby oh. take it back in and cody bleeds as well taking back chair shots taking back blood as well this is cody's year 2024 make cody great he's gonna he's taking back the chair shots he's taking back the blood and he's finishing the story that's what i want why well, soul asking if we can get van fleet i mean realistically oh. yes <laughs> he's 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 a friend of of all of us. Like we we all have we're all on good terms with him. I've done a couple of shows producing for him, not his podcast, but fightful stuff with him and Jimmy. So like I'm pretty sure we could do it if we wanted Van Vliet. Yeah, he's a busy dude, but he's he's not inaccessible. No, I don't know he's, if he's up this early in the morning though. He's on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, he's yeah. got a kid. He's he'll be up. He's up. who am I kidding? Yeah, on good terms with Van Vliet, like Sean. So I'm sure if we asked, we could get him. No, that means we're never going to get him. Yeah, true, true. Anyway, Emmy Award winning CVV. Yeah, that's we've had a lot of Emmy Award winning people on the show. Has John Alba been on the show? Nope. So I guess I we've never had had any award winners. Damn. Okay, look at us. Plans for 2024. No Emmy Award winners. <laughs> We should get Alba, Zarian, and Van Vliet, Van Vliet on all at once and just not say a word. And everybody just stare blankly into the screen as they figure out who each other is. But we prove we prove that they're different people 
That's the that's the bit. We prove that they are different people. What we do is we put them on the screen. They're the three people under our two faces. And yeah. then one of us just does three-card Monty, where we just keep mixing them around on the bottom of the screen. And then one <laughs> of us has to guess which one is the real whoever it is. Oh, we can do that. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> CBB Alpha and Zarian after a few edibles. Now, is that Zarian had the edibles or all three have had the edibles? Because that is very important. All to three. All three. Oh, ITW table for three. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like this. Yeah, that's that's for the YouTube membership uh, idea box. <laughs> oh, man, that's going to get people. And then we got to like, serve them food, though. And like, you know. Yeah, we'll just DoorDash them some mozzarella sticks <laughs> from Outback or some shit. I don't know. Outback, we're looking for a sponsor. Get on it. Uh, we do need sponsors, though. So please, please talk to us. Everybody give us money for the new year. Do that. Yeah, give us money now and then again do it in the new year because everyone knows that your bank accounts reset at the beginning of the 2020 year. Yeah. Like AW records, they just reset. Yeah, pretty much. They mean nothing. Would you go to zero though if it resets? No, no, no. Everyone gets a base and then they go from there. Blue and onion. I don't give a shit what you send us. Just send us the food so we can do table for three. Bloom and onion sounds good right now. I would love that. It's eleven twenty-two in the morning. I would do it anyway. Well, I'm I am not a I'm not a strong man, Jeremy Lambert. I would do it. I'm gonna get blooming onions. I'm just gonna eat blooming onions in my hotel room in Vegas for three four nights. That's it. Someone send me a blooming onion right now, <laughs> and you'll eat it on the air. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not gonna. It's just gonna finish. We, we have a hard out at noon, so like I don't know if you're gonna get that food in forty minutes, thirty eight minutes. Well, order now, folks. People are standing by. Order we'll now. Get here. We'll get here. Are we? We should probably talk about the Continental Classic. Uh Eddie Kingston. Just like we said all along, Eddie Kingston in the finals. <laughs> we we can talk about it against too. It doesn't matter. But Eddie Kingston is in the finals of the Continental Classic, just like we said it would be. And just like we know it would be. So uh, there you go. How excited are you for Eddie Kingston versus uh, Redacted? I'm really excited. Not Jay White. No, not Jay White. Sorry. I'm really excited for John Moxley, Eddie Kingston. They got a good history of the promo that they did. Um, was was fantastic. I'm even more excited for the match. I didn't even need the promo, but, you know, you got Eddie Kingston, John Moxley. You might as well make them talk or, or have them talk, not make them. Uh, you might as well have them talk. So I'm pumped for this match. It should headline. Honestly, it won't. But... It, it should. It should honestly headline. So I'm would pumped. You, would you have this match open the show? Is that or is that like a pre-main event match? The main event being Joe and MJF, of course. I think opening makes sense because I don't feel like it devalues the Continental Classic or anything. Because I, no matter what, it can't close because got to close with the devil stuff. Um, so opening. That's the that's the old bit is like you either want to open or you want to close. Those are the two most important spots. So opening does make sense. And I'm looking at the rest of this card and I'm like, I don't know what fits as like a a great opener, honestly. Like I guess you could do one of the multi-man tag matches, but eh, I don't I swerve swerve and Keith swerve maybe. I actually like Eddie and Moxley opening. I, I do like them opening the show. Uh, that's because like the Mox intro always gets people going. Kingston, it's going to be a big pop. The only other match I could do that with is the eight man all-star tag with 
Black Bull Combat Club. Well, Claudio, Daniel, uh, sorry, Danielson, Mark Briscoe, and Danny Garcia versus Brody King, Jay White, Jay Lethal, Jay, and Roosh. That would do it. That makes sense because that's your basically like continental losers. Bracket. Yeah, they open the show. They shouldn't yeah. be on. They should not be on after the Continental Classic final. Yeah, that's that's. I, I I can agree with that. I honestly thought that eight man tag was going to be on the pre show. I understand why it's not, but I when they Tony announced it, I was like, oh, is this a, a zero hour match? Um, what does Moxley have to get on a plane? Oh shit, he's got to go to Japan. Yeah, so does Danielson. Yeah, so does Danielson. So I wouldn't worry about that. And also, they can fly out on the first. Like their matches until the, the fourth. Yeah, it's not a little fourth. They got they got time. They'll they'll be fine. Yeah, um, then there's no there's no like quarantine period in Japan anymore. It's just you yeah. go and work. So yeah, it's it's not a problem. I'm not too worried about that. Yeah, it'll be all right. Um, yeah, the eight man all star will probably open, and then the Continental Classic probably be like in the middle portion of the of the show i imagine um and then we'll, we'll see how the rest of it is sort of spaced out it's a very like it's not a bad it'll be good right like we say this all the time about aw like it'll be a good wrestling show all of these people are very good wrestlers my interest in a lot of these matches isn't fully there i get it and we'll, we'll talk through the builds for a few of these things um i'm interested to see has cj said whether she's going to be part of the show i don't know i hope so because she plays a pretty big role in that match she so. does. I, I hope that she's recovered and released from hospital that was a a gnarly few days that she had a week really in hospital for uh for cj perry that was insane i mean to get she said she got hurt at work which i think there was the aw show not cmll she had put a hashtag cmll because she wasn't going to be there yeah right Okay, so because uh, at first I was like, "Oh shit, she got injured in Mexico," which is like the one of the worst things that could happen to you in this situation. But no, whatever happened, it started at, at AEW, and then she found herself in the hospital with a some sort of infection. Uh, and yeah, it was pretty gnarly what we saw from that. But seems like she's good. She's on the mend. Would love to see her, even if she's wearing a glove cast, whatever. For uh, I don't think she's cast, but a glove or something on her hand uh, to come out. And yeah, like you said, she's an integral part of this matchup. I'm reading MJF's Players Tribune piece. Is he apologizing for things? Nah, he's 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 uh. <coughs> um, I'm not gonna read the whole thing because it's actually like very long. Um, but he's talking. He of course talks about like contract stuff. Uh, he says, "I have no idea what's gonna happen. You'll hear stories about me over the next few days about my contract, about injuries I've been dealing with, the condition my body's in. Who knows what else? I'm sure it'll leak. That's fine." Talking about AEW and how competition is good and like the people who like root against AEW existing, you suck, which I agree with. Like you should want AEW to exist. If you got constructive criticism, fine. We have constructive criticism. I mean, we, we make jokes and whatnot, but I, I, I can certainly speak for myself of like AEW existing makes wrestling better. I don't want AEW to go out of business. That's stupid. Um, so he talks about that. He talks about, uh, Cody taking a chance on him. Uh, here we go. More Cody stuff. More AEW is, you know, doing good or, uh, sink or swim. 
<laughs> Jericho, it's really fun to shit on him. I know. Trust me, I do it all the time. <laughs> but then he puts over Chris Jericho. Yes. This, is, this feels like it, it's a diary entry and it was ran by Players Tribune. I'll look through it. I'll read it. <coughs> Not expecting anything groundbreaking out of this other than him saying, basically, this is a love, lo- love note to AEW. Yeah. And sure, he's tired is what he says at the end of this. I got off track. This is supposed to be about AEW turning five in the pay-per-view. And it just turned into Max talking about Max stuff. And sure, whatever. Uh, last, things, last thing I'll say about my Jewishness. If you're over it, tough shit. If you feel like it's a political statement, I can't help you. If it makes you uncomfortable, good. I'm glad. If you think I should tone it down, no, I won't. If you hate me for other reasons, yeah, that's fair. So world's end. He says, I will hose i will house down i'll tear the house down with joe again or i will literally die trying so i guess that means r.i.p maxwell jacob freeman he's done a better job selling this uh selling this pay-per-view in the media than he has on television but we haven't talked about it i mean i know we we gotta head out in half an hour i liked the closing to dynamite what do you as a as a notorious AEW hater what did you think joel um, I've had some time to sit on it. I did hear your thoughts on the spotlight, by the way. Go check that out with Steven Jensen yesterday on the main channel uh, and every Thursday as well at 8.30 a.m. Eastern on YouTube.com slash Fightful. The, the, I laughed at the finish because I just thought it was the, the, the match. The match was silly. The mass men thing. I do appreciate that they didn't do any moves in that they didn't give away who they are. They did the heat seeker spot. They did the pipe. And then I thought putting your feet on the ropes after doing that was a little stupid, uh, but whatever. Gotta that protect them, brother. Not much of a protection at that point. You've already hit him with a, his move and a pipe. It was just whatever. Um, so there's that. But Joe comes out. He was faking it. He was working. You know, the devil says pleasure working with you. And that gets heat on the main event again, which was something we talked about kind of lacking in this story at this point because it was all about the devil and it was not about Samoa Joe, Mimosa Joe, Ragosa Joe. I was appreciative of that. I have a renewed interest in the main event because now it feels like MJF is out as the devil idea unless he says, you know, I think Jensen yeah. said this, aces and eights, you know, Bully Ray being the leader, he had to take a few licks to prove to you all, blah, blah, blah. And I think that's a little too far. I don't think they'll do that, but yeah, I'm okay with it in the moment. I thought it was kind of silly. And then I kind of came around to, okay, I see where you're going. I'm willing to let this play out for Saturday. Um, and the, the devil's big D mass men winning the ROH tag titles. You got to unmask and you got to start having those guys actually be a part of ring of honor. And if Dolph Ziggler is one of those mass men, I will cackle. If it's the Nemeths, that would rule ROH tag team champions the Nemeths I think it's more likely the kingdom at that point but that's because I've been saying the kingdom should be ROH tag title holders since since the Briscoe since Jay left us did the um the the plot holes the logic hole and it is again the acclaimed where like where were they we know they were there they did a dark match i guess you could say they weren't there but again they keep saying they're going after the mass men you knew the mass men were going to show up yeah it was That's promoted a, for a full week yeah so like it felt like the acclaimed should have been there at some point to to help mjf i know uh max said like he was mad at max so but still if you're going after them probably should have like showed up you knew the mass men were going to be there them winning the titles in that fashion 
I didn't like that you're going to pin the champion. You protected him as much as you could. It was a two-on-one match. They used the pipe. They used his finish. They got their feet on the ropes. Like They overprotected there. They were triple condoming wrapping that thing to make sure nothing was getting through. Um, so like they did that. Still don't always love a world champion getting pinned uh, the week of a pay-per-view. I really like the the Joe stuff though because as we talked about, I didn't have really much interest in the actual Joe and MJF match because it was just ah uh, these guys are like friends and they're protecting and then the devil is the big overlying factor here. But no, nah, now Joe, it was all right. Joe is actually he's gunning for the title as he should. He gave up the ROH title because he said he was gunning for this title. And as I said yesterday, like we don't know when the devil got to Samoa Joe. It could have paid him off this past week. And Joe's like, yeah, it's the week of now. Now I know I got this match. Now I might as well do everything in my power to I'm done with this dude. I don't need him anymore. Joe clearly doesn't care about ROH. It gave up those TV titles. He didn't care about those tag team titles. Like, hey, hey, sure. Have MJF lose. So I like the closing angle. I understand the the criticisms of it, the the vacant people winning the titles and everything. People are mad about that, but like, MJF and Adam Cole weren't on that show defending them. So hopefully once these guys unmask, we will actually see them on the show defending them. Um, I'm more excited for Joe and MJF. I think it makes it certainly more likely that MJF was going to win, which I thought was going to be the case anyway, just because I, as much as I would love Samoa Joe to win this thing and be the champion, it never felt like he was going to be the guy to beat MJF with all this devil stuff going on. Unless it's Adam Cole and is the devil, which I, I'm still standing by. And it, Samoa Joe is like the big proxy here for Adam uh, for Adam Cole, since Cole can't wrestle right now. Hi, Sean. Hi, Sean. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Do you know who the devil is? Yeah. Really? Can it's you DM us. me the scoop so I can pre-write it's the Adam story? Cole. Okay. Baby? That's what I've been saying. It's Adam Cole, Mike Bennett, Matt Taven, uh, Wardlow, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong. That's, that's what I'm saying. And okay. Jake Hager. That's right. Sure. And apparently Sean Spears. Oh, yes. And Sean Spears. Yes. Where, where, <laughs> never mind. I can, I can tell you, uh, I was outright told the original attackers were the ones that were going to be under the masks. Now, there are plenty of weeks where not everybody, I'm sure, was at TV. So occasionally i'm sure there was a fill-in or something like that but there's also yeah. that one week where the entire roster attacked the two men in the ring as as the devils so i wish our great partners at bet online ag would have set odds for the masked men oh, oh there's still time good. there no, is still time is there still i don't know how this works not much according to tony yeah. oh that's true yeah why isn't why why isn't tony more concerned about this devil here he's telling us about science experiments when it comes to you know, the Continental Classic, and th- this whole guy's ruining his show. He seems remarkably accommodating. Yeah. They're getting graphics and all that stuff. So, I mean, Tony brought up the word cahoots. There, there's got to be some cahoots going on here. So here's, here's uh, our thought earlier. We think Will Washington is in on this. Yeah. And we think Daddy Ass is the devil. Daddy Ass Devil. Dad, what was Will Washington's show on the channel? dad so i think that's how it's all working makes sense yeah so i can tell you that will washington 100 is involved creatively 
My God, it's happening. Jeremy Lambert, we've cracked the code. Actually, I, I, I can't say that. I don't know if he had any, <laughs> he was involved. He's in, in the room. Trade. Tony admitted he's in the room. I mean, it's okay. Nobody yeah, watches this show if we have no guests. So you can say whatever and no one's going to aggregate. The I story. mean, I know he had been trusted with a lot of the, the swerve vision for, for the hangman stuff and now the Keith Lee stuff. So, hey, Tony, again, if if you want to hire another one for some hits. <laughs> they keep saying they're hiring new people. I've offered, I think people know how I've offered my services to help. You're going to be the new merchandise you. guy. I'm going to be the new people and people and culture director. Where Joel can book the venues. It'll just be like Mississauga or, or whatever. I've legitimately done merchandise for them though. <laughs> That's also true. That is true. <laughs> Can you please show so, us some of your work? Can I, you just send a link to AEW shop? <laughs> I mentioned this on, on my post show. And like, listen, I, I, I want to say this. But there are a lot of really weird people on the internet that because of Dana Massey's last name are going to treat her different. Like they had any idea of how she was to deal with. I heard, never heard a negative thing about her. However, the AEW merchandise very clearly lacking live, even, even, remotely because they have the ability to do something that WDB actually doesn't do yet. And that's the direct to print like immediate type of thing. Now WWE for a long time, largely took over their own thing until fanatics basically licensed it from them, which is again, brilliant to license something that had never been licensed before like that. But you should have the MJF scarves, the orange Cassidy sunglasses, the orange Cassidy jackets, the Dan Housen masks all the time. Like I think Ming's mullet said on Twitter, a real indication of that for me will be, is Eddie Kingston going to come out on Saturday wearing a King of the Bums shirt? And will they be saying now available on AEWshop.com? They have to do this. And that's a part of uh, the, the business strategy I had mentioned. Like I would, get ticket prices so low. I mean, Jeremy, you got a family of 237 people now. Yes. Could you imagine the cost of going to a wrestling event if like all of you went? It'd no, I barely I'd barely want to go and it's just me and my wife after the fees and everything. There you go. And I, I think they should be trying to get people in the building and then getting them with merchandise and a lot of stuff like that. That way, the next time they come to that venue and the pr ticket prices are a little bit higher, it's not going to be a, should we go to this? It's going to be a, we have to go to this type of thing because we had so much fun last time. We made so many good memories last time. And I understand that where AEW is, maybe they don't feel like uh, they, they're in that spot right now. But I mean, when WWE is filling up arenas again that, that was not happening even after the pandemic when people were aching to get out it just wasn't happening i think um, I, this is this might be like a minor thing but you know how wwe they're always promoting like the the celebrities that are there the the basketball players that are there the football players that when uh aw was in okc the other week the thunder had a home game at the same arena the night before i was like where's Shea Gilgis Alexander? Did they reach yeah. out to anybody on the Thunder? Like, hey, here's Shay, Chet, J-Dub. Like, because it makes it just seem like it's the place to be if you're watching. It's like, oh, all these NBA stars are front row at this. Like, it seems minor, but I think 
making it seem like, oh, this is where you want to be on this day. You want to be at this show. You want to be watching this. Like has an effect on people. And then very clearly, like they can get those type of people. They got Giannis for yeah, the love of God. Exactly. Like, they can get these people. They got Snoop Dogg. They got Mike Tyson. They can get these people. Um, it's just a matter of it uh, making sense. But I don't know. Hopefully 2024 is a, a big year for them. I hope they get a big time media rights deal because I want them to be competitive in the free agent market. And again, even if AEW isn't as profitable as WWE, well, a, a way different business model than WWE as well. Uh, and yeah, I, I've got what, what's her official title now? The PE, the, the EP, the, I'll just oh, the, the anonymous general month. manager. Yeah. Oh yeah. The anonymous general manager. Yes. Uh, talking about how expensive a lot of these shows are. Uh, it's just, I couldn't imagine trying to take a family out to a wrestling show and, and budgeting that and all, all that. Like it, it would be insane. It would be insane. But also listen, I'll do respect to Tony. As I've said before, also the guy that repeatedly books Las Vegas on the most expensive weekend of the year. And there are people that got to pay 200, $300 for hotel rooms. So, I mean, God tradition. Bless yeah. God bless TNA booking MLK long weekend and making it <laughs> just easier to deal with. <laughs> Boy. Who's excited for the best of TNA next Thursday? Has have they had like new shows lately? No, not since no. the Mexico show, which is the last time that Cresta and I went to work. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was like, it, it and, seemed and the very Mexico, sorry. The Mexico show was taped like end of November and they showed it maybe two weeks later. So our last show was mid December. Yeah, I was gonna say, they really are, they really are unplugging the router from the wall for 30 seconds here and they were <laughs> plugging it back up when, when that was the thing it was like I, when they said we're coming back you know the 13th i was like we got a week buffer what are you gonna do for that first week back and then last night during the best of they're like oh we're gonna show you the best of tna and i was like i don't i don't want to see that hell I'm yeah watching. aj styles matches six-sided what? rings Let's sure go. whatever just come watch a bunch of stuff that you can't watch anymore <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> we still got rhino. still got rhino and i was like all right fine i got another week off sure i i don't know I, i'm excited and jeremy and i've talked about this a lot about tna and the reset and everything but yeah i'm ready i'm ready to go back to work talking about it i thought they'd at least do a preview special for hard to kill yeah that would be helpful but i'm sure they'll release one on socials and it'll get I mean, you know, retweeted a billion times. A little inside baseball, the bet online deal got official in the middle of the month and I had to squeeze 20 reads in there. So I was getting creative with like the preview show, the prediction show, but uh, man, did I freeze up? There we go. But I had to hit up Kate and be like, Hey, can you run one of these on ROH? Is there an ROH impact show? And she's like, I don't even think impact runs anymore. <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> Global force has run more over the last few weeks. Seriously, it's true. <laughs> that 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 was last night. The global force thing. I'm gonna. You event. know what? Time for an engagement tweet right now. <laughs> Number of global force shows over the last two weeks. One. Oh, that's that's gonna be great. Number of first run TNA shows. Yes. Oh, you're gonna kill me. Oh, this is what this show brings. It brings engagement and trolling at its finest.
Oh, I'm, I'm so proud of this. <laughs> I am so proud of this. And somebody's going to take it seriously. Sorry, Ross. I'm here for it. Brett or Sean? God bless Bronson Reed. Once again, brings up the food in Montreal is good, but the airport is bad. He told me the same thing in February. <laughs> if nothing else, the man is consistent. He should win the Intercontinental Championship from Gunter. I got to find a good picture because, as we know, you can tweet anything uh, and it can be stupid as hell. But if it's got a picture with it, Engage. it's going to get at least 10 retweets. Yep. <laughs> what kind of numbers? Let, let's take predictions here. What type of numbers do you think that this Jeff Jarrett tweet does? Uh, oh, I don't know. See, I, I always think like certain stuff will do very well. And then, but if it's not like WWE or AEW related, it falls flatter than Fair. you think it would. But Jarrett does have a good foothold. I think, I think it does. It's going to get also, some ironic retweets. Yeah, you'll get some. I think it does at least a thousand likes. We'll, we'll go with one right. point 1.3 likes. I think that I'm going to do 800,000, and then I think the demo will be slightly down from <laughs> the last engagement tweet. Yep, see you guys sense. later. Happy New Year. Hi, Sean. Happy New Year, Sean. <sighs> My goodness, what a world. I do need to know if he knows who the devil is so I can pre-write the story. <laughs> Just probably get on that. Just pre-write the story with like everything except for who it is. And I'm sure the story will all match up. Well, that's that's how pre-writing... Here's a secret for everybody. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, what? <laughs> Unless the devil's not revealed and then you pre-write the story and you set set it up and then CM Punk doesn't return at the Survivor Series. So here's, here's inside baseball with uh, CM Punk is, you know, we didn't know if he was going to return and for all we all we heard leading up was like it was a no right but i knew that somebody in the press conference would ask about cm punk maybe i didn't know but like i had enough sneaking suspicion that someone in that press conference was gonna ask about cm punk so i pre-wrote a asking about cm punk question and that turned into the CM Punk Returns article because I was like, well, I have all the information here. Might as well just use it. But this is why pre-writing is good. Mike Shaw saying nothing worse than pre-writing story and then expect an announcement doesn't happen. Happens with gaming. Any pre-write we do, I still find a way to use. So if I wrote a pre-write of like the devil being revealed and the devil's not revealed, I'll use it and be like, the devil didn't show up for world's end i will use it i will turn it into something i don't waste a pre-write if i don't have to so i I always pre-write you stay ahead of the game if you pre-write and even if you like it's not used you can turn it into something somewhere down the line i had aj styles return article pre-written for about a month before he finally returned because there were always the reports and the rumors of like it's gonna return this week gonna return this week didn't return it's like, well, at some point he's going to return, so I'll use it then. Did you have Carlos Toro do the carrying cross articles for the SmackDown segments that he should've. did? Should have, honestly, should have. It's fine when he when he comes back to the ring. <coughs> that's when we'll have our buddy Carlos do the do Carlos. The man is Bless amazing. Carlos. He uh, rules. Yeah. So there we go. Sean, he tweeted it. 
<laughs> Let's see what it does. Jeff Jarrett won. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to retweet it just because I'm down with it. Oh God. Uh, so yeah, so this is, this is what we're looking at for, for the, the world title situation at, at world's end. MJF, Samoa Joe, probably going to have the reveal of the devil. Is it going to happen? Is it going to lead to the finish? Is it going to happen after the match finishes and MJF wins? Do you have the devil's mass men come in, take out MJF and Samosa Joe and just, you know, be like, well, Joe, you did your job, but then you failed at your part of the deal or your, you failed at whatever your side mission was. This is my mission. And then they beat up MJF, do another stretcher job, hopefully put the face mask on properly this time. And then they unmask or what do we do? Is it a cliffhanger? Do we say, you know, you'll see my face on Wednesday on Dynamite? I don't, no, don't do that. I would do that. Pop a rating really piss people off. I paid 50 bucks for this. Use a VPN. You paid 30. 20. Jensen, I like Jensen's idea, which was you do MJF Samoa Joe, MJF wins, and then the devil does some nonsense. And then MJF is like, show yourself, show yourself, reveal yourself. And the devil's like, I'll reveal myself, like, but we're going to have a match or whatever and then there's like an attack and the devil wins the title and then the devil unmask and i think it's adam cole the devil unmask he's the champion and then you don't have the weird thing of like mjf hasn't signed a contract but he's still the world champion because that like you know he's if he's the world champion it feels like you got to get the title off of him before you go into January, unless the announcement at the end of the show is like, I'm the champion and I've re-signed and nothing's going to stop me. No one's going to be able to take this title from me. Then the devil hits, the devil lays out MJF unmask, and then that's your big thing for the new year. I could see that as well, but I think you're getting the devil standing tall and unmasking at the end of the show, whether it's, He's the new champion because MJF is not resigned and he can't be the champion babyface without a contract. Or uh um MJF announces he's resigned and the devil lays him out and is like, all right, well, now you know who I am I'm coming after the title, type of thing. Those are my two scenarios. Okay. I don't hate those. I I honestly I don't know what would work. You could do a callback to when Max came back as the devil at uh, at All Out a couple of years ago before Brawl Out happened. That would be okay with with the uh, the answering machine and everything. But you don't play the you don't do the same answering machine. But you do something kind of along those lines where you tease the intro and then the devil comes out and then the, the unmasking happens. You could do something See, like that. I think because there have been like so many attacks and stuff. Like that made sense because it's like, all right, he won the title or he won the chip or whatever uh, because the firm did all the work and then he got it handed to him and everything. And then he came out to to do the reveal. Like this dude has been terrorizing the television for weeks. I don't need lights down. Let me walk out. I would unmask. No, no, I oh, would, no. Well, no, I would do like a, have you put together the pieces yet or something like, like the, like the Y2J save us Y2J thing where you mm-hmm. have to put everything together. And then, you know, Max, did you figure it out yet? You know, you won. Congratulations. But that's only, you know, part of the plan or something. And then they play it back. The, the mask is, is over Adam Cole. And then they show Adam Cole, maybe taking the mask, basically like putting it together for us. Again, I've said this on multiple shows. I don't want the homework to be done for us by fans. I want the 
I want AEW to piece it together for us and show us that they've actually, mm. I know I want them to show us that they've cohesively put this together with a plan and not just, you know, oh, well, the fans picked this out, so we're going to do this, and they picked this out. And I get that other companies have done this before, and if they've had happy moments that come together, make it seem like your own. Take it, just take it, just take it. Don't let, like, you know, AEW fan 69420 on Twitter get all the credit and be like, oh, there's this, this hint and this and this. No, lay it out for me and make yourselves look like you've put this together and this is your cohesive idea. That'll be fine. You want the devil to play like a supercut video of almost, yeah, like a big tease and just be like, "Have you figured it out yet?" <laughs> you know, you want to know who I am. You want to know who stole your mask. You know, why are you paying attention? I, I, I see what you're saying there. It would be different. I'll give you credit for that. Is like because most of the time they just do a reveal and then that's the reveal, and it's like, yeah. all right, piece it together. Yeah, make however it, you're gonna piece it together, make it look like you did the legwork you know, and you thought this through make me feel like, okay, maybe I got this, but Oh, I didn't get this. And you guys are telling me that this is what you did. Make it seem like this was your plan all along. You can look stupid and get away with it, but like, don't just pull off the mask and be like, it's Adam Cole or whoever it is. And then just be like, did you get the hints? No, I don't want you to tell me, did you get the hints? I want you to tell me these were the hints. Did you get them? Are you really as good as a detective as you think you are? You may have gotten the final answer, but you didn't get everything. So let's show you what you missed or let's, well, you know, the, 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 the magician's <laughs> secrets or magician's secrets reveals. Let's do well, that. This is the thing. Nobody is looking for the hints and the clues. They're just throwing, accusing all these people around and everything. MJF ain't even been trying to solve this mystery. He's just like, eh, stuff is happening. Sure. It's, just, it's and it's all narrated by Roderick strong, just yelling people's names throughout the entirety of the yeah. video. Were you paying attention to Adam? <laughs> And then Samoa was not the devil, but he was there working with him. And so were my boys, Roddy. <laughs> I, I like I like your thought process on this, Joel, because it is something different that you typically wouldn't see. Um, I It's got to be very well done. I could see people disliking it because people are just going to dislike stuff like that. But I, I understand where your thought process is. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I will say that because i'm right who's your final prediction joel for the devil yes i think i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with adam cole okay again i thought all along yeah there's nothing wrong with the obvious answer being the the answer as long as the storytelling makes sense and that's why i go back to everything i just said because you can make sense of it because you've been showing us that it makes sense that to me is more important than taking a swerve bro the only swerve I want to see is the one that beats Keith Lee on Saturday. Top rope, why not dive, why not swerve, why not drive? Perfect. Yeah, do the thing. Yeah, and go around in circles and everything. That's all I want to see. I don't need a big swerve ending. I don't need a big, like, oh, my God, I can't believe it was actually Dolph Ziggler. Like, Ziggler has nothing to do with this. <laughs> Adam, Adam Copeland has nothing to do with this. I just, Adam Cole makes sense. It's a big turn. And then you beat up and you take out MJF for a little while because this player's tribune article is very much one of those stories of I'm turning off my camera for a second because my kid might be making the shot. And then, okay, maybe not. Uh, and then that's how you get to shove them out of the way. I can't go back that far. It's like oh. it's several feet down that way. It's oh. good, solid 10 feet. Um, but yeah, I can't. I can't see a world where they just do a swerve and that's it. Like people are saying Britt Baker is the devil. Sure. I don't think it's Brit. I think Brit might say I had a hand in it 
and that's fine. You put them together. They've been together on camera and Brick can be like, you asshole, you tried to get me to cheat on my, you know, you tried to get me to cheat or you tried to get him to cheat on me, whatever. But I don't think Britt Baker should be the devil unless they Brit- be multiple devils. Yeah. Britt Baker's a, a weird uh, reveal because you can't exactly get revenge on her. If you are a male, right? It's not TNA. Yeah. Like you're, you're, probably not going to have like mjf hitting i mean i know they've done the kind of the storyline before but like you're not <laughs> bless you louis <laughs> <laughs> like oh you, you no we've, e- we've done this before by the way the devil removes this mask but it wasn't yeah. a pure mask saying it was all of you it's a green mask and it's it's a not ai generated but it's a it's a cg generated photo it's all of you it's it's Max looking back at himself. We've done that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brit is yeah, Brit's a weird one because you can't exactly like get revenge on her unless Adam was involved all along. Like you said, kind of a multiple multiple doubles of it. It's Adam and Brit together that can make some sense. Um, that Brit had a hand in it, but she's not exactly uh, the 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 devil. I think it's Adam Cole. That's where I'm going with um that's that's what i'm going with i'm with you do logic instead of a swerve it's okay nobody need it doesn't need to be dolph ziggler it doesn't or anything like that you don't have to do all that just to maybe get a pop out of it adam cole makes logical sense and again put it together for us that's fine you want I'll, i'll go back to wwe people put over the bloodline story because there were pockets of it where when it made sense it made sense and they made you make sure that it made sense whether they meant to or not they still made themselves look like oh we were always going to do this and yes i see people in chat being like yeah there are going to be some people upset that's the nature of wrestling it's all subjective like some people are going to hate it because they got in their heads that it has to be so and so and it can't be the obvious reason because everything has to be a swerve no it doesn't but i go back to you mitigate the response by showing that you made a cohesive decision and storytelling to put this person as the devil and this is why and then people will will be okay with that largely it should be said uh let's hit a couple super chats why syllables says thanks for a great year guys and thanks for providing an oasis from the hellscape that has become the internet wrestling community have a great new year's guys have a great new year as well why soluble and the rest of our chat y'all have been here since we started and we've grown and we continue to grow and we appreciate that uh and we appreciate you and will chisholm will we'll end our conversation with this i wake up and i see my stardom friend going crazy over wwe might be working with stardom what did uncle dave do now p.s i love you guys uh there dave was just postulating that uh, postulating that Stardom and WWE might start a working relationship. That's fine. That's okay. He also said that there's a chance that Julia is leaning towards WWE too. Nothing is nothing is 100% until someone makes a decision. Dave's got his sources. Dave's got his reporting. That's all that's going on. That's all that's been reported. Dietti's got it. Master and ruler of the world. There you the go. The world's end. It's Sid, baby. That's right. He, and the baseball bat, he's going to come out and be like, softball season's not for four more months. I'm ready to be your champion, baby. It's Sid, baby. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you got to run, Joel, yeah. right Like right now. So, But I, I do real quickly. Thank you, everyone who has supported uh, this show, Fightful Overbooked, my, just myself personally, uh, for, for the entire year. This, uh, this is our last show of the year. We'll be on the main channel on Monday, but it's it's been great to, to do this show three days a week. Not with Joel, but just to do this show uh, three days a week. And we really couldn't do this show without you guys like always showing up and being supportive and just 
uh, appreciating us. So we're going to continue to do it. I know Joel has said it. We're hoping to do bigger and better things in 2024. We're going to continue to work hard for you guys. And, you know, we, we appreciate everything. I hope everybody has a happy, safe, new year enjoy the wrestling on saturday uh go to bed after it's over don't listen to a media call i'll do that for you and then sunday everyone just take care of yourself be safe out there justified this is new year's chance enjoy world's end we'll see you on main channel monday for a big world's end conversation and everything else that's coming up so until then i'm at world joelpearl subscribe to the channel give your thumbs up and we'll see you in the new year ladies and gentlemen friends beyond the binary we'll see you in the next one cheers happy new year Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.